You know, when someone asks me to describe what the Peace Love Moto podcast is all about, I simply say that it's about the peace of mind that all of us seek and some of us find from the seat of a motorcycle. Well, today, you'll hear a slightly different approach for reaching that same goal. Brett and Melissa Wilson are extraordinary people. Yes, they too seek that peace of mind, but they seem to find it from the saddle attached to a horse. It's simply amazing to learn what motorcyclists and horseback riders have in common. I know that you're really going to enjoy this part one of a two-part conversation with the host of Mountain Zen Den podcast, Brett and Melissa Wilson. Stay tuned. Recorded in beautiful Loveland, Colorado. Welcome to Peace Love Moto, the podcast for motorcyclists seeking that peaceful, easy feeling as we cruise through this life together. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm so excited today, especially excited today to bring in uh, an old friend and a brand new friend, uh, Brett and Melissa Wilson, the hosts of Mountain Zen Den. And uh, Brett and I have this connection from way back, but it's just a absolute pleasure to have you with me today. And thanks so much for being on the Peace Love Moto podcast. Ron, thank you. It's a pleasure and it's an honor to be here with you. My friend, it's been a long time since we've seen each other, and now uh, to be here with Melissa and, and for you guys to get to meet yes, is a real pleasure. Oh, and they got to meet. I've been so looking forward to this. There, there's, I don't know where to start exactly, but let's start at the beginning for you and I, Brett. Would you mind describing to the audience how you and I met? It's kind of a little odd. We, right? We both have very similar passion, and that's nature, mountains, now jeeps, <laughs> and. Uh, tour guiding. And I met you, we met uh, was a couple years ago. How, how many years has it been, been since uh, we met? Two or three. Yeah. Two or three years. It, it feels like a, a lot longer just because I, as soon as we met, it was, you know, it's like their eyes met across the room and, and it's like, there's somebody <laughs> alive right here. And we connected, I think it was in the Green Jeep office of uh, Green Jeep Tours in Estes Park here in Colorado. And we both were just loved what we do. We uh, did you see any moose today? How are the elk today? What you know, any bears? What, what and sharing that kind of a, a love and and not just that, but for the the passengers and the guests and the the gift and the joy. What a gift it is to be able to be a tour guide and not only experience it for yourself, but to get out there and share it with other people and point out things that maybe they didn't see and watch their faces. It's like you relive it every time for the first time when you see it through their eyes. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. I remember uh, sh- right when we met during that chaotic time between tours, right? Uh, we met in the yeah. office and then we talked around that time, maybe after that tour. And I think I asked you uh, about how many tours have you done? And I think at that time you told me around 300. And yeah. I thought to myself, wow, 300. I think I'd done 100 at the time. But so <laughs> fast forward to now, I think I'm over 300 right now. Roughly, I bet you are. I used to keep yes. a spreadsheet. Don't do that anymore. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think I'm I'm about up there with you. Got another one this Saturday morning. They called me and said, "Awesome!" Uh, this Saturday morning, so uh, I'll do that. But uh, yeah, that's 
that is our connection. And then again, I mean, to the listening audience, um, you know, just to let you know, just for the folks that are listening right now, uh, I'm actually looking at Brett and Melissa right now and they're looking at me. So we're just like feeling like we're in the same in the same room. And just uh, this is just a neat, a neat meeting, I guess you might say. Melissa, tell tell us, what do you do? And now I've heard you, I've heard you on your husband's podcast, and we'll talk about that too, but tell us what you do professionally. So I'm a first grade teacher um, in Berthoud. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. She, she, she gives. <laughs> that's a tiny, tiny blip of what I do. Yeah, yeah. She gives kids uh, the experience of their life of starting out with the right foot, I think. Yes, that's her passion. That's well, her passion, right, what we're going to talk about today, but also she does really enjoy a lot of people when they hear that you're a first grade teacher. What do they say? Well, I don't know. What uh, oh, that I hear you say they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. Or, oh, that's you... true. They usually apologize or, or not apologize. But, oh, my gosh, I could never do that. That you must have so much patience. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. And, and for her, it's it's a joy. And yeah, I do. I really love it. I think this is my 11th or 12th year teaching first grade. Um, so I, I'm so happy I finally landed somewhere where I feel really at home because I just oh, love those six and seven year olds are so precious. Even oh. as a little girl, she, her teddy bears. And... Yes, I always wanted to teach. I taught so many teddy bears and Barbie dolls and my poor animals, my cats, my dogs. <laughs> and boy, they get in trouble sometimes. <laughs> She'd make them go out in the timeout room. <laughs> oh yeah, we had lots of fun. So yeah, I'm I'm I love my job and it's so close to where we we live. It's just it feels like home away from home. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, let me let me explain to the listening audience why we're together, because I think we have one really well. We have lots of critical things in in common, mm-hmm. but one thing that's a little unique, and I think we have in common, is that I and a lot of my listeners have a passion for motorcycling. I have used the expression with this podcast. It's this peace of mind that we seek, and sometimes we find from the seat of a motorcycle, but you find it from another seat, a different kind of seat. Would you mind describing that? <laughs> well, I'm going to show you a seat real quick here. Can you see that? I can. That is a saddle. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. We didn't do that on purpose because we were going to be talking to you. That, that happens to sit in this room. Why is it sitting in here in the... <laughs> We you know, like it because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, not a motorcycle see. saddle. That is a. And it's not a motorcycle saddle. No. Right. Yeah. Horses are, horses are our unpredictable motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will decide, I will finalize later what, I'll, what I will call this episode. But my current thought is views from the saddle. Because I think we Ooh, have it's... so much in common with that. For me, so many of our listeners the motorcycle is a transport into nature when we mm-hmm. when we go out on a hot day we feel hot when it's a cold day we feel cold when it's a wonderful day we feel yeah. wonderful but honestly i think we feel wonderful in all the in all the weather because we're being transported in some way out into nature that is another thing mm-hmm. that we, we certainly have in common there w- would you agree uh, is, is it a transport in a special way to you it's it's a spiritual experience for me. It takes uh, me to another place. It's it's very. It helps me be present and mindful, and just I have no other thoughts than what I'm doing. And my senses come alive, and you know the feel of, of 
of the power underneath me of a, of a living creature that's just so magnificent to me. Just, I don't know, it's it's just magical. That's how it is for me. Yeah, Melissa said she comes alive. We, we come alive when, yeah. it's like how many times when we get out on the trail or just out riding the horse, we say, now don't you really just feel like yourself now? You actually, you actually feel like, like this is your best like, self. Like I feel like it's, it's who best. I truly am at my core. Like this is just me and I don't ever want to get off. <laughs> oh, it's true. That's beautiful. I, I yeah. love the word you chose, Ron. You were such a po poet and good mm -hmm. storyteller. Transport, because that's what happens when you get on the, I think of Michael J. Fox in the Back to the Future, and he's transported back to back in time. When we get on a horse, it's kind of like that. It takes you to a whole other place. And so many times we'll be out on the trail too. And it doesn't matter what happened that day, mm -hmm. what the problems were, uh, you know, finances, health, anything else. If we're if we're on the horse and we're out in nature, uh, we're transported to that place. And probably nine and a half out of ten times, I'll say. This is my new favorite trail. <laughs> no matter where we go, I'll say this is the best day ever, won't don't I? Then we, we always look at each other and we're just all of a sudden you're you're a brand new person in a brand new day with fresh possibilities. That's how it feels when we're riding that thousand pound animal under us. Yeah. Oh, and I, it is, I love it. Is. Yeah. I, I love it. And, and as you're talking, I'm thinking of these commonalities, these parallels between the relatively big motorcycles that many of us ride, and certainly the big animals that, that you're riding. One parallel I'm thinking of right now, and I think I made a comment about this, maybe this was one of my subtopics in a previous episode of the, of the podcast, but I talked about the importance of maintenance, that you've got to take, mm -hmm. care, of, got to take care of the bike. Uh, it's something, you know, most of us spent a good deal of money and have quite an investment in. It's something we've got to take care of. And, and then the parallel with that maybe was got to take care of ourselves too. Yeah. But but thinking about that, um, so this past weekend took took some time to uh, ride out with uh, my brother-in-law. We rode out to Moab from here in Loveland, Colorado and ended up doing, uh, rode a lot of back roads and ended up doing a lot of um uh, 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 dirt road rides and, and it was just fabulous we covered about 950 miles round trip i guess mm -hmm. but the thing is and, I, and i'm again i'm thinking of care and maintenance i know very well i had to take really good care of that bike because there were some places out near moab where help was nowhere around in fact i think there was a sign along the <laughs> side, side of one of the roads that was a bit intimidating it said something about you need to be self-reliant out here <laughs> so wow, I that good 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 maybe is is there a commonality then too with you you certainly have to care for your horses and i'm sure you do it out of love anyway but to be able to safely be transported you know, part of that yeah and part of that when you were talking about being in places where there's not a lot of people or even in precarious situations you know part of what i was thinking when you were talking about maintenance is just even training your horse and and making sure they're okay and we go we go on some pretty hairy trails that are you know, on the edge of a mountain and really rocky and lots of obstacles to navigate. You don't just take a young, untrained horse up on a place like that. So part of that maintenance is making sure you're putting in the time and energy to, um, you know, really, what do you call Work it? Work them out, I mean, give just... them a, a good workout. We look for things, places called, we call it butt kicker hill. They, they need lots of strength in their hindquarters. Well, yeah, and, th yeah, and I was th thinking more mentally, but yes, absolutely physically, you have to make sure physically they're yeah. maintained so that they can do stuff like that, but also mentally making sure they're in the right 
you know, that you're constantly keeping them up in a place where they feel confident, where they feel, you know, you know, able to do those things with a good steady mind where you're, they're not going to freak out and like throw you off the mountain. I mean, cause we do, we've gone on some really hairy rides, um, but it's so fun. Cause if you trust your horse, you know, well, and some, most of the times we trust our horses, but yeah. But yeah, well, they, they can make people say they're like babies with guns. You, <laughs> they're innocent, but you got to always be careful and watch them. I, I love what you were what Melissa was just now saying. Um, we kind of do take that for granted. Even more than first grade teaching, Melissa eats, breathes, drinks and sleeps horse horses and horsemanship mm -hmm. and uh, relation horse relation. And so she's constantly reading or taking classes or or online uh, learning and learning and learning more things about how to have this relationship, not just and develop a horse, yes, you know, develop. develop their mind, develop, yeah. you know, so that, that is a huge part of their maintenance in my mind, if you want to have a happy, safe ride. Uh, and then of course, keeping their body fit and keeping them healthy so that you can, you know, we like to, I like to ride fast too. I've uh -huh. done, um, you know, seven, six, seven, eight endurance rides where you're, you know, I going 25 miles. Yeah, you're going 25 miles at a trot. I mean, you can do 50 milers and 75 and 100 milers, but I only did the 25s. But but your horse needs to be in really good shape. And so when we even go out on the trails, I like to go fast. I like to trot. I like to canter. I like to. That's part of that, probably that same exhilaration you feel when you ride your motorcycle, you know? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. You can have, uh, a, have a lazy old unfit horse and do that. <laughs> or a motorcycle exactly that is right. good yeah Every once in a while uh we have to push the limits i can't help it that yes. there's three cars ahead of me and it's 55 right now That's right. <laughs> like that in order to say safely pass them quickly i do need to get it to about 105 That's so I'll probably edit it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I won't. But maybe. that's yeah. absolutely right. I mean, again, it's 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 at least for me, it's it's these investments too. And but you're uh, always riding with a helmet. Uh, you're riding oh, with a helmet all the time. Full gear. Full Just gear. as we are. There is a way to be yes, to be responsible and also have that thrill of uh, adrenaline and thrill of of something of just a little bit of danger, responsible danger. Because the parallel that we're talking about is the power beneath us on the horse, the mm -hmm. power beneath you on a motorcycle. With power comes a lot of responsibility. Uh, and that's oh, just something oh, it I certainly think. does. And it's something you do. Yeah. You know, I, I jokingly talk about going faster every once in a while, but absolutely you have to be careful. Would I do that on yeah. uh, in the evening when the wildlife are out? No. Right. No. Exactly. Um, yes, right. Yeah. You know when and Bad when not road to. conditions or whatever. Yeah, oh. it's... Oh, it's interesting because it's so much power and exhilaration, but one tiny thing <laughs> can separate yeah. you from serious injury or even death. Yeah. So, I and again, it's that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say oh, it's right, that, but it's that little element of danger that does make it. I mean, this world is not a safe place. None of us are getting off alive, <laughs> and oh, so you yeah. have to know how to, you know, be safe, but still live on the edge enough that you're alive you're feeling alive and you're 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 pushing yourself to new heights new and horses do that for us mm -hmm, uh, quite a sure. bit especially new ones risk that we don't know isn't it? would you it is you refer to that's it a risk? great way to say it <laughs> yeah we just we we had a we were gifted pretty much a um mustang not too long ago a year and a half ago or so and we just recently um re-rescued him back to his rescue herd where he's in a you know forever good spot oh. it was kind of sad kind of hard we went um 
we Melissa really worked hard on him. Um, you want to tell a little bit about your experience with him as a as a, a dangerous element, but also something you're working with. Oh yeah, talk about seeing a horse's real, authentic, wild, <laughs> you know, behavior and just all kinds of stuff that's so different than when you work with a domesticated horse. Mm. Um, it was a really, it was an amazing experience that I always wanted to have. You know, it was a challenge. I grew from it. I learned from it. I was developed from it, but. I mean, I developed myself and in my the process of developing him, but it was in the end, it was like, yeah, this is, you know, unless I want to dump a lot more money into him, this is, this is as far as I can go. And yeah. I, and I, you know, it, it's time to let him go, but. It was hard because we loved him. He had a really sweet spirit. He really did. Uh, he didn't seem like a wild horse until you were training him and you could realize, we had, we, Melissa has a really, we both have a very dear friend who trains people and horses and she worked with him for us for a little while and mm -hmm. said, yeah, this is, this is not going to be easy. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not the safest course for you guys right now, but safe. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a foster so, care situation? Is that what you, was it a what? Like a foster care type of thing for this? No, no. I mean, he we, was, we bought him very he was given. Yeah. I mean, he was given to us for a very, I mean, he was given to us. We Quotes. donated some money, but, um, yeah, but it's just, it takes, you know, unless you are really highly trained or highly qualified trainer, you can only go so far and then you need to, you know, pay for help and stuff. So it was just one of those things that, but boy, to see that raw nature of an animal like that, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but it was also really cool how, how willing they can be and how kind and how, um, just sensitive he was very sensitive, sensitive. Beautiful. and and really yeah and how fast they can learn it's pretty neat to work yeah, with yeah. something like that so that but, was a whole different experience but like wolves are to dogs mustangs can be to horses as well oh, it, it, i they, thought they, about that different yeah. it's in their gene different it's just different and yeah. not that they can't be good riding no and some yeah. really can but there's we, you know, we we aren't the cowboy way where you, you get on you throw a saddle on and you make them do it <laughs> hang on for yeah, hang on yeah, that's <laughs> that's not what we do <laughs> no no that's that's not our joy but anyway it was a good experience good learning experience and, and again um something that i'm glad we did even mm -hmm. though we didn't know what the heck we were doing <laughs> it was just yeah. fun but we knew when we knew when uh it was time to right yeah you know, well that's good move on yeah. we got hurt <laughs> yeah <laughs> Speaking of getting hurt, this is where I was going to go next with this. Before we started recording, we were just kind of reminiscing about the injury that I had to my hand. My listeners know about nice. that, um, where I uh, hurt my hand in an accident here at home. Wasn't motorcycle related at all. But I had to be off the motorcycle for four months because of two oh, surgeries, physical therapy and all that stuff. I was going through withdrawals like crazy. Now, the it was still... Uh, late winter, early spring when that happened. But lo and behold, there were beautiful days. I so wanted to get out. So mm -hmm. what I did instead, what I did instead is multiple times, crazy me, I went out to the garage and I would pat the tank. I literally did this. I'm a nut. <laughs> I would pat the tank on my motorcycle and I would say, thank you for the fun and the joy you brought me. And I'll be back with you as soon as I can. And I was, yes. literally, oh, doing I I was literally doing that. And and then when I could finally ride again, it was, it was like this reunion, I'm back, you know, and <laughs> on, my, on my podcast, I literally borrowed the song uh -huh. Back in the Saddle again from Gene Autry. Uh -huh. uh, oh my God. Do you, do I love you, your gratitude. 
I love the gratitude you showed your even a machine and you showed your 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 bike and and just you were there. There was a connection. I love that. That's well, beautiful. it's an inanimate unlike working with a horse. It's a uh, inanimate object. Am I pronouncing that right? Inanimate object. And I know it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. it's just steel and rubber and full of gas and oil. Sure. But there is just something about it though that I have uh you know, I've been transported to places that you could go in a car, but on the bike, especially on many trips by myself, it's just been me and the bike out in, you know, out in wherever, um, you know, the edge of Alaska rode up there across British Columbia and all that stuff all by myself. And it was great. And, you know, so it was like this, this gratitude I feel toward the bike where I'll just go, I feel that. Thank you for that. Do you, is it, do you do the same for horses? I mean, do you, do you feel that same way of hello, old pal type of thing? For sure we do that, but I have to say, I, I connect with you on the gratitude for the machine too, because I do that with our blue pickup truck, which pulls horse trailers and, and does all sorts of things that takes us camping and, and on long road trips and up and down oh. the mountain to back. I will say, it's we named it, it's Baloo. Cheyenne was our, our, was our, the one before, but we got this and we named it. It sounds crazy, but I get that. And now, and at the same time, I'm thanking God for the gift because yeah. it's been a very, very good ride and it's taking good care of us. So I think there's something really important in that gratitude, Ron, whether it's a living animal or a piece of machinery, but you're appreciating it. I love that. But I certainly hear what you're saying because that last summer I actually came off that Mustang and couldn't hardly walk very well for a couple of months. I was on crutches. It was really bad. And so, but it's that same thing where it's like, oh, I can't ride. It's summertime. I have, I have riding to do. I have a lot of trails I want to go see on my other horse, my good horse, (laughs) my solid, solid guy. But, um, but even just going out, even if I'm on, was on crutches, just going out and, and brushing them and smelling their breath and just being uh, in the presence of like, I'm so yeah. grateful, even though I can't do all these things I want to do right now. I'm just so grateful for all I've been able to do and what I know I'll be able to do in the future. And just, just like you said, Pat, you know, you, you kind of pat your bike, <laughs> but just kind of, you just kind of be with that thing that brings you so much joy. And it's, it's almost good enough. I mean, it's not quite, but, yeah. but it's that pr- appreciation that it's like, wow, now I, you know, you not that you ever take it for granted, but you just realize why, how much you miss it and how much you love it. Did you hear that? When we pause, we realize just how much we love it. It's about gratitude. Horseback riders and motorcycle riders alike, we have a lot to be grateful for. What joy riding gives us. This is where we'll pause this interview with Brett and Melissa for this episode, but return with us next time when we continue to learn how, if we're lucky, we find that peace of mind from the saddle. Thank you for joining me. I wish you peace. I wish you love.